Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We'll get right back to the Kings, but we got to talk to our man, Scott Gobranson. Downtown Scott. Silver and black today. Sabonis is fun to watch, man. Is he not? I mean, I heard you guys talking about him, and he's one of the guys like I've keyed in. Wembanyama is awesome, too, but keying in on him with my Kings background, clearly, man, he's fun to watch. Yeah, that's our guy right there, man. Yeah, he works. He works. I can't believe the remarks Sarah Hodges was making on this radio show yesterday about him being soft. The funny thing is she's not alone, though. I I hear that a lot. I don't know what these people will be talking about. I just just don't see it. I just don't see it. And he must have been listening yesterday because he was trying to quiet that noise down in the first quarter. (laughs) Yeah, he was was good. Scott, man, it's fun to talk about the Kings for sure, but – really for the first time a couple of weeks in a row we can have fun talking about the Raiders mm. it wasn't that. pretty and it doesn't have to be uh it just needed to be a victory uh, uh an ugly win is still a win Scott absolutely and listen we went in I predicted a 13 to 10 game I did because I just knew with that defense with the rookie quarterback on the Raiders side and of course Zach Wilson on the other side it was their defense is legit guys. And so you knew the Raiders were going to have to come out and grind it out. It was going to be, it was going to be a street fight. Right. And, and that's how it ended up. And of course they get, they get the big touchdown by Michael Mayer at the end of the game there in the fourth quarter to really pull ahead there and get the only touchdown of the game. But man, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Amazing how you change who's in charge. You give a team a little bit of encouragement, have them, be involved with the planning of the game and things just change. And it goes to show you, you can't overcome bad leadership. doesn't matter how much Mm. talent you got on the roster or if you're lacking talent too, it doesn't matter. You have to have somebody who gets you to believe that you can be your best, whatever that is. And clearly Antonio Pierce has the Raiders in a position where they're playing the best that they can at this point in time. You know, the, the thing that you talk about right there, um, getting him to believe. To me, it's no more evident. You can you can help me out here if I, you know, butcher the name or whatever. But it's no more evident than Antonio Pierce with the the the, the linebacker who got the game winning interception. Um, oh yeah, Spillane. And, yeah, Spillane. And, they, and they talked yeah. about they talked about it on the broadcast. How Antonio Pierce went to him and said, "I want you to be the leader of this defense. I believe in you. I believe in what you can bring to the table." And that's something where, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with this game. It's not like he's somebody that was super heralded coming out of college. But, number one, Antonio saw his game and saw something in him that said, you can be a leader, and I believe in you. And, number two, actually put that into action and, and put that belief into him. Um, and that, that, that was the story of the game for me, hearing that and seeing in that situation for him to come up with that game-winning interception. That's something that a guy like Josh McDaniels, not to just kick him while he's down, but that's not what he's doing. He's not that type of coach. He's not that type of leader where he can kind of get the best out of these players and see something in a guy that maybe he might not even see in himself. 
Yeah, I mean, look, when they signed Robert Spillane, I don't have any problem admitting to everybody listening there in Sacramento today. I was like, meh, big deal. Robert Spillane, he was with the Steelers. Okay, he was an improvement for the Raiders because they've had a black hole at linebacker for years, but not real fast. He's a physical guy, but wasn't really impressive. So he gets there, and clearly Antonio Pierce was his position coach before he became interim head coach, so he knew this guy. And he, by going to him, as you said, and showing the trust in him and getting him to believe in himself, he's got three interceptions this year. He had one career interception coming into this year. So it shows you that, man, it's such, it's such a fine line between guys performing at their peak and doing the best they can versus not, depending on who you have there to encourage you, who you have there to lead and you saw that same thing with Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's allowing Josh Jacobs, he gives him a blank piece of paper every week and says, okay, script out some place here that you want to run. And we're going to include that in the plan. I mean, that didn't happen before. So you're seeing a team that gets behind a good leader. He's also walked in their shoes, guys. I mean, this is a guy who's got a Super Bowl ring and was a dog of a linebacker. I mean, he was, he was a mean machine when he played linebacker. And so I think they relate to that. And it's this moment in time, particularly when you had somebody who was so aloof as Josh McDaniels. Was. And I had people in the front office tell me that, right, that he was like that with everybody, not just the players. So to get that energy in the building, right, and to get somebody who says, no, nah, forget about it. You can do this. Forget about what happened in the past. Move forward and play your game because it starts now. And certainly, yes, it's helped that they've played the two teams they played. But, again, beating the Jets' defense – was no fluke. It's a good defense. Now, of course, they got to go play Miami, who's got an offense and a defense. So we'll see how it ends up. But it, it's a great story. That's why the national media has been talking about the Raiders this week, because it is a story of overcoming. It is a story of guys who were just individuals who were brought together by a leader and a coach and Antonio Pierce, who, who does believe in them and know, knows they can do more. Well, let's talk about it. This is a very different game coming up this weekend against the Miami Dolphins. This is one of the upper echelon teams in the AFC. They The, the, the Raiders did a, a great job, and you don't have to apologize for getting on track against the bad New York Giants team. You don't have to get apologize for getting on track against the bad New York Jets offense. Now it's a little bit different. Uh, it, 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 now, it, and I don't know if it's the Raiders have to go out there and beat the Miami Dolphins, but if this – Antonio Pierce thing is going to be taken seriously if the Raiders really true truly have a chance this season Scott they're probably going to have to if nothing else put up a fight against the Miami Dolphins absolutely and I mean a lot of a lot of Raider Nation loves Antonio Pierce right because he grew up a Raider fan and he drives a 64 Impala I mean he lives it right he's from Compton like everybody relates to him and they love him and they love what he's done with the team so far but the reality of the NFL is you got to win okay and so we've said on our show that he's got to go kind of, he's kind of, kind of go six and three, I think, to make sure that if he wants a job permanently to like make no bones about it and say, he's got it, he's got to do something special, right? It's not just enough to get the team in a better place. If he wants to keep the job, I think he's got to do that. And it's going to start these two weeks because they had not only have Miami and all the things you mentioned, especially that offense is going to be tough to contain, but then they got Kansas city the following week. So the, the this two week period, I think is pivotal. It's it, and, and people get mad at me for saying it's make or break, but if they have any desire to maybe even still be in the playoff hunt down the line, especially in the AFC, which is a bloodbath, they're going to have to win one of these two games. Mm. And so we know their record against Kansas city is awful. It's in the division, the whole deal. 
So if they can go down to Miami, I'm not saying they're going to win. It's going to be really tough for them to win down there. But I think you're right. I think you'll get more people to believe that maybe, just maybe, they're actually turning things around if they can stay in that game and make it close, make it respectable, and even be in a position to be like, hey, in the fourth quarter, we're in the game somehow. Uh, but it's going to be tough because not only is that offense great, guys, but Miami's defense continues to get better as well. So it's going to be tough for the rookie quarterback to go on the road, on the East Coast, in Miami, and try to put points up when when they've had trouble putting points up all season. Hey, Scott, you know, I'm not just going to say anything because you're here. You know, you're my boy. We speak candidly here. I don't give the Raiders a snowball chance in hell on Sunday. I think they have think- no shot to win against Miami. Now, because of what they did on Sunday, that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. If they would have lost on Sunday, you could be looking at your season with this Miami game. That's not the case because they went out, they got a tough win, they got a win that they needed against the Jets. And nobody's expecting Antonio Pierce and his team to go undefeated. So there's going to be games like Miami. I would even, I, I like mm-hmm. what you're saying where they got to win one of the two of Kansas City and Miami. If they lost both of them, they'd have to go on a crazy run. But yeah. I think all this was set up by what they did on Sunday. And like I said, nobody wants to lose or anything else like that. But that's how important that game was on Sunday, where it gives you a little bit of a buffer, where if you go against a team like Miami, who I think is just right now at a different point in building their franchise than you are, it's okay if you don't come out of that with a W. Yeah, and I think it's it's all about, and this is what I say to people who listen to our show, is it's all about are you seeing progress? right? So, so you've seen progress the last two weeks, progress you weren't seeing under the other guy. And so that's a good step. And I think, I think the fan base feels good about where they're at, not because they think they're going to go undefeated the rest of the season, but because they see things improving. They see Bo Hardigree, the new interim offensive coordinator, actually being inventive with play calls, doing things different, getting Josh Jacobs into open space where he's his best and giving them just an opportunity to do, and again, I say it over and over again, to do the best that they can right now. They're not a team that's going to be in contention for the AFC championship, right? We know that, but can they show progress? Can they improve in key areas? And so if they go down to Miami and they don't win, as as you said, that's fine. But does Aiden O'Connell make progress? Does he do well against another second straight good defense? Does Josh Jacobs continue his momentum? Does the defense continue the momentum it's had uh, and contain them as much as they can? Then you got to look at that and say, okay, yeah, it's never fun to lose. But if he's progressing and these players are all developing, that's a good sign for the future. And I picked them to win seven games, guys. Mm-hmm. And so they're at five right now. So, hey, who knows? But, but I don't think anybody's expecting the Raiders to make true noise in the playoff race, even though they're technically in it right now with five wins. I'll, I'll tell both of you guys right there, I got a better feeling about them against the Chiefs than See, I do I was, Miami. I, was, I, I, think they could, I think they might have something for Kansas I, I was thinking the same thing because I thought your snowball and hell thing was a little – <laughs> Harsh. Uh, th- I thought that was a lot. I get it. I get it. Because yeah. that, that offense is bananas. But I like what we're seeing with the Raiders. And they, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. I like the victory cigar. I Shoot, do if we can light the beam, yeah. they can light a cigar. Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with it. I yeah. love the story behind them. Hey, can you go get us a whole bunch of cigars? And the equipment <laughs> managers got to run out and get a bunch of cigars. I, I love that. Like 70 cigars. And, and, yeah. And you know what? You got, you got to celebrate small victories in That's life. It. I mean, mm-hmm. Even like today, I was telling somebody, I said, who would have thought on your NFL bingo card for 2023, who would have thought that the Raiders at this point and the Bills would have the same record? Mm. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Because yeah. that's, how, that's how the AFC has just turned into this crazy 
race. Yeah. Uh, and AFC North has three teams right now that would be in the playoffs. So it, it's a crazy – anything can happen, right? That's why they call it any given Sunday. Hmm. But uh, it's just good to see some positive momentum for that franchise, for the players on there, because they're the ones putting in the work. And here come the Broncos. I was just about to say, yes. we won't go into the offseason, but who after week three thought the Broncos would Not be me. where they're at right Not now? Not me. Man. No, sir. No, sir. Scott, always great to catch up with you, my man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited we get to talk about, you know, a, 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 an exciting moment for this football team. And, you know, win or lose, I, 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 think, the, I think the Raiders are going to have a showing this weekend against Miami. It should be fun. Always great to be with you guys, man. Have a great weekend. You too, Scott. Scott. Thank you, my man. That's our man, Scott Colbranson, right there. Uh, Silver and black today. Make sure you're uh, following the YouTube channel and, of course, his great work over there on social media. You, you, you feel a DeMontis Sabonis fan. The big DeMontis Sabonis fan, like a lot of us out here, like most of us, almost well, all of us. Yeah, right. except Sarah Hodges. <laughs> Sarah. But uh, do, you, do you smell what I'm cooking? You see where I'm coming from when I talk about this? It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. even really no, a knock no, no. on the Raiders. I, it's just where they're at going up against a team like Miami, going cross-country, <sighs> Miami coming off the yeah, bye. Yeah. I, I, think, I don't think they have No, nah, you cushioned chance. it a little bit because when you – I thought, like, oh, that's really aggressive. Like, I, I get it, but still it's football. Like, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you said like they could win, you know, uh, you like their chances against Kansas City because as you were thinking they could win one of the next two, it's like well that doesn't change what KC said. <laughs> like if they could win one of the next two, it doesn't change what he said about the game against Miami. Yeah. So like I I I, I get the line of thinking. I just I'm we're big on vibes, mm-hmm. and it it, it 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 was an ugly win against a really good defense. You guys, and, and, and you know, Jesse's the authority on, on Miami Dolphins. You guys are a little higher on the Miami Dolphins defense than I am. I might be a little higher on the Raiders defense than you guys are, but I don't – where the Raiders defense is at versus where the Miami Dolphins offense is at, mm-hmm. that's a that, – that, that, don't, that, don't, that don't work. <laughs> it don't work. I think this week we'll find out how real all this Antonio Pierce, all this Raider stuff is. I'm not expecting. See, I to feel win. like that. That's harsh. Yeah, though. I don't think we're gonna find that out though. Like I, I, I think. Well, that's, no. If you if if they're like if they're better and stuff, you're gonna compete. Okay, I'm not like. like call they can't get blown paid. out. They can't get blown out. I mean, it, they can get, get blown. For me, get, they can get blown out, and I still not have any takeaway from it. I guess there's context of blowouts or whatever. Like you can't just get ran off the field. If they get blown out in both, I might feel. Now, that, I might that's be. When things I might be a little. I'm, I'm not going to be down on yeah. Antonio Pierce, but I'll feel a little. They bad. need to at least compete. I think is my point. Yeah, yeah. Next, Like because I'm not giving you props for beating the Jets and the Giants. You did what you're supposed to. Those teams well, stink. Will you that's say? Fine. Will you that's say? Fine. They can't get blown out in both of them. Like like Damon just said. Like for me, if they get blown out against the Dolphins, I'm not taking anything out out of that game. But if they come out and have another bad showing against Kansas City, then they're nowhere near where we thought they might be or hope they might be. That's fair. Because yeah. I, I do like think that'll happen. I think they're going to play the Chiefs really, really I, good. I, I do like their so chance against the Chiefs, too. I think so, too. I think they are. The, um, the other the, – real quick, the other thing about that is sometimes it's just a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say I thought the Niners were going to lose – but I didn't like the situation against Cincinnati. It just didn't feel right. Felt like Cincinnati needing the Cincinnati playing well. Keep, the Niners keep the momentum going. coming off of two uh, two tough losses on the road. Coming if they talked about it on the on the broadcast, but they felt flat. You know, mm-hmm. it was a flat mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Almost reminds me a little bit of 
Remember uh, the first stop the ever mute stop the music uh, mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. with the Niners and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They if it didn't feel good going into that game. That's what I feel with this Raiders Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel good. Get through it if you can win it or play close. That's great too. But get through it, and then I think we got real action against Kansas City. Uh, I hate this tweet from Sham Sharania. Nets Ben Simmons has been diagnosed with. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Nerve irritation on the lower left side of his body and will miss some time. That according to his agent, Bernie wow. Lee. Of course, for those paying attention to Brooklyn, Ben has missed the past three games. Uh, obviously, a lot of people will look at this and laugh as just the latest uh, unfortunate thing involving Ben Simmons. But that's it's hard for me to believe a nerve irritation on the lower left side of his body isn't somehow related to his back issues. Yeah, and it's it's hard to believe that you just I hope I'm I'm wrong, but like he's just gonna bounce back, be good. Like that that sounds like something that you gotta be very careful with. I had really I had really high hopes for Ben Simmons this year. I wanted to see him do well. Mm, me too. Me too. But um, I don't think it's gonna happen. I just I want him to be healthy. I want him to be able to come back. Um, but now these these injuries and stuff they're starting to mount up. Like in his career, they're starting to mount up, man. And it's mm. yeah, I just it's tough. We'll come back. Um, we've talked a lot of positive about the Sacramento Kings last night, and we'll talk more positive. We'll talk about Keon. We'll talk about Sasha. With those discussions, come conversations about Davion mm. and Harrison. Still got Trista Crick at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Jason Jones in the final hour of this show. Much more coverage of your Sacramento Kings as D'Lo and Casey continue here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That was an eventful commercial break. If y'all want to go catch up with that one, if you're... Good times. Listening on the radio. You know, go check that commercial breakout. Never know what's going to happen here at the Odyssey Studios, man. Never know, man. D-Lo and KC, we Never know. got two shows, and sometimes people pop in during the commercial breaks. Yeah, That's man. what we do. That's what we do. Um, phone lines are open for you, by the way. 916-909-1320. Uh, also, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is bringing the Ghost of Christmas Eve uh, to the Golden One Center. Mm. Uh, December 1st, uh, two incredible shows. Enter online at ESPN1320.com, and you could win a four-pack of tickets uh, to the show. Of course, tickets are also available at Ticketmaster. But why go to Ticketmaster when you can go to ESPN1320.com, or you can listen to D-Lo and KC over on 102.5 KSFM sure. uh, immediately following this show as we'll have opportunities for you to win. Let's... You know what? Let's do this. Um, if I was a professional, I would have this sound ready, yeah. uh, but I'm not. I was talking to our friend Maxine well, during the commercial you know, break. Maxine was here. Maxine was here. Uh, she was telling us about her new record. Uh, let's Video crazy. go to, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, don't watch it at work. Don't watch it at work. Or Mr. Skin. Put, put your earphones. <laughs> might be worse than Mr. Skin. Put your earbuds in. Um, 
let's talk about Davion Mitchell. Better yet, let's let Mike Brown talk about Davion Mitchell. Yeah, you know, Keon's played well uh, since we throw in the game in Houston. And, uh, you know, everybody looks at that game and they, they say, oh, we did, it was a blowout game. But, you know, for young players, whether you get 30 seconds, five minutes, or 10 minutes in a blowout win or a blowout loss, it should be a lesson learned to everybody, everybody that watches us, you know, all the little kids in fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth grade. You know, it doesn't matter if you get quote unquote mop up minutes. Some people call them scrub minutes, whatever you want to call it. You can call it however you want to do it, but if you go out there and you play your tail off, uh, you're going to have a chance to earn some real minutes. And that's what Keon did. And, um, and then when he got his opportunity, he played the right way and helped us uh, win games. And so he deserved another opportunity when Fox got back. And so I gave it to him. And, you know, Davion's going to have to do the same thing. He's going to have to keep being who he is. And when he gets an opportunity, whether it's for 30 seconds or, like I said, five minutes or 15 minutes or 10 minutes, it's got to go play the right way and, and, and impact the game Don't, not by not doing too much, but being who he is and playing towards his superpower to help us win. And if he does, maybe he'll get another opportunity. And the next thing you know, he's back, you know. So um, it was just a matter of me feeling that uh, Keon's played well enough to turn those minutes. Mike Brown last night, that, that typing was so intense on that video, I thought it was raining. <laughs> That is just some ferocious typing there uh, last night. How many night words in the a minute can you type? I, bro, I have no idea. I could probably get to 60. Yeah, I have no clue. It might take me a while, though, because I ain't really typed like that in a long time, but I think I can get to 60. Yeah, eventually. I, 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 I don't know, but I sure found Mike's remarks interesting. Would you, I mean, okay, what'd you take away from it? Um, he doesn't like the way Davion's playing. Mm-hmm. This, this is my takeaway. This is my interpretation. Mm-hmm. You, you, everyone just heard what Mike said. Mm -hmm. This is my interpretation. Davion has not been doing what Mike wants him to do when he's out there on the floor. Mm -hmm. And perhaps unlike last year, he feels like he has someone in Keon Ellis who can take those minutes from him. Keon appears to be doing exactly what Mike Brown wants him to do. We speak speculated at this during the offseason and have magnified the discussion here during the regular season. As much as it seems like Davion and Mike are a natural fit together, they clearly are not. There is something about the way Davion plays that Mike Brown doesn't like. This isn't an issue of Keon being bigger. This isn't an issue of Keegan's uh, growth on the defensive end. This seems to be solely related to Davion Mitchell and the way that he plays. And we said yesterday, with Keon playing the way that he is, we could be looking at a Davion Mitchell DMP in the near future. I had no idea it would wind up being last night. I didn't think it would wind up being last night. I didn't think Davion Mitchell would be the guy who got a DMP CD. But Mike is big into rewarding guys who are playing well. Keon was one of... Two or three guys who played really well in that disastrous outing against Houston one week ago last night. Mm-hmm. And Mike said, okay, I see you. You've earned time in this game. 
we've seen it before. We saw it with Chemezi Metu when the the Kings were down big against the Warriors early in the season. Chemezi Metu hadn't been playing. Mike threw him out there. The Kings cut that cut that lead, made the made the, made the game close there early in the season. There was conversation about whether that was fool's gold or what it was, what it ultimately meant. But what wound up happening was Chemezi got his first run of the regular season. And, of course, he had a kind of up-and-down season last year. But Mike seems to be really consistent with the way that he plays, guys. If you do what I ask you to do, you're going to play, even if you might be less skilled than this guy. You're going to play. Kevin Herter is the perfect example. Kevin, prior to Portland, had still been struggling with his shot. But what did you say that has six rebounds, mm-hmm. has seven? Kevin's shot's not falling, but he's far from invisible. Right. We discussed it. We talked about it. We talked about the Chris Duarte dynamic and those different things. Mike didn't. Mike never brought it up again. And I think the reason, and I don't think Mike will ever bring it up again, as long as Kevin Herter continues to do what Mike Brown asked him to do. It appears Davion does not do that. And I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's the tempo of the offense. I don't know if it's something on the defensive end. He's talking about Davion just being him and doing what he does well. I don't know, at least in Mike Brown's eyes, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'd like to know that I'm very curious about. What is it that he's not doing that you would want him to do? Um is it defensively? Is it offensively? Like, what is the thing that you're looking for that Keon Ellis seems to have a better grasp on right now? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever know. I mean, Mike is pretty forthcoming with these conversations, but mm-hmm. doesn't have to say everything, so he may just keep that a team thing. He'll tell you how he feels, mm-hmm. but he's not going to throw a guy under the bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least not in that setting. Right. If you want to post some video of him yelling at someone in a, in a, in a, in a, in a setting where he's aware video is being taken. That's one thing, mm-hmm. but at a press conference, I don't think he's ever, at least not that I can I think of. I don't think he's ever done yeah. that before. So he's I, called them out collectively. Right. And he said, you know, he's, he's said in the past, I need, you know, Keegan Murray can't have zero rebounds. Everybody remembers that. He said that to Keegan privately. He said it publicly, mm-hmm. but he's never said Keegan Murray is too slow, or Keegan Murray isn't doing what I want him to do. Right. He didn't even say that about Davion. That's just my interpretation of his words. Mm-hmm. Davion's not doing what Mike wants him to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing that has to happen now, in my opinion, is Davion's got to stay ready. This is what I would tell him if I was on the coaching staff or one of his homeboys or whatever the case may be. You're dealing with something that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. You don't control – how many minutes you play, you know, directly, right? Like your play does, it it helps dictate it, but you could be playing great and coach could look at it like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to mm-hmm. play him. You have no control over that. All you can control is what you do on the practice court. And if you do get time on the, on the court, you can control that, your effort, the way that you approach the game, doing what the coach is asking you to do. I'm, I'm pretty sure not, it's not a guarantee, but, these things tend to happen this way. Davion's going to get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
He's got to be ready mentally. It happened with Rashawn. It happened yeah. with Chemezi. It 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 happened with Kada. Alex Lynn probably we never thought he'd see the light of day again. Mm-hmm. He comes in in the last week and a half of the season, mm-hmm. and he was ready to play, and that led to playoff games being yep. played. So this is not the last we've seen of Davion Mitchell. He's going to get another opportunity. Don't know when it could be the next game. It could be after the road trip. I don't know, but he's just got to just got to stay ready. And I have no doubt in my mind the type of player he is, the type of professional he's shown himself to be, that he will be ready physically. Mentally is where I want to see him stay locked in on what's going on. He had a great – sorry, Jesse. Are we sure he's got another opportunity? Yeah. Only because only because everyone does for one way or another. Like, Keon isn't going to be fl- – like, it's, you know, Keon may let his guard down, not intentionally – He's just not Keon's night. Let's let's try Davion tonight. Mm-hmm. I think there'll always be a circumstance where a guy who spends a lot of time on the bench is going to get an opportunity to get back in. That's yeah. fair. I just thought yesterday, just the fact that he didn't play like any minutes like, at all. So, I'll, one thing I know because it was we were into the fourth when I realized Davion hadn't played, mm-hmm. and so I thought, all right. I I I I was thinking like a Davion DMP. Let's see if this game goes a certain direction. Mm-hmm. If if he throws Davion out there to get some run, game never really went that direction, and it was clear Davion Mitchell's not playing. Yeah. When I recognized that, I started watching Davion on the bench, mm-hmm. the in the in the the position that he was on the bench. He was active. Mm-hmm. He he was not disconnected. He was not you know sour face. He was active and involved. And he was up, and he was talking to his guys. He was doing all of that. Yep. I don't think he's removed at all from this team. Um, he responded really, really well when Mike went with Keon for the first time in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I think he had his best game of the season. Wound up playing 30 minutes off the bench that night. Yeah. Next night, next game, excuse me, things didn't, I think one of six, saw the minutes drastically cut the shot wasn't there that was a big difference between Davion minutes uh in in was it Portland the uh yeah. it was the first game of the Port- the Portland. win streak Port- uh, yeah Portland. where where Portland. Keon started yep and he hit shot like right out the gate mm-hmm. he hit shots that didn't happen against Oklahoma City on Friday no. and we saw the minutes dynamic change and Keon play really well and that resulted in now you have the dynamic of De'Aaron back, and that was really the true question in all of this. What happens when the when the guy comes back, mm. where Keon's not the starter anymore? Does Keon go back to DMP, and you're running with 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 Davion as his backup, or do you continue to experiment with Keon in a new role? We got our answer to that last night, and I think there's a lot more questions than answers regarding Davion moving forward. Yeah. I think my thing too is that. I'm not sure how much Keon is going to give that job back to Davion. Like, even if Keon misses a game, like, I really like what Keon's doing with this um, second unit. He's really running. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Davion's getting that job back. He might not. He might not, you know, because that would be be Keon's job is to make sure he doesn't get that opportunity back. You know, you've got an opportunity to, like, have that spot as yours. Um, That would be his job. But just like – we weren't sure when we'd see JaVel McGee again. Yeah. Last night, all it takes is an ankle tweak. All of a sudden, you got to be ready, JaVel. Yeah. You know, Alex, Alex Lund is down. So, 
So point one thing out because Karen Nabeen brought it brought, brought it up, and Jesse and I were talking a, l- a little bit about this before the show. Keon's on a two way contract, mm. so just running him out there every night for the rest of the season isn't actually it's not actually an option. Mm. He's got up to fifty games; he could be active. So there's a there's a dynamic in play here yeah. about converting that to a contract mm-hmm. or figuring out how you manage this thing with Keon on a two-way and Davion. Yeah. My guess, just a guess, is Mike is banking on Davion finding himself a little bit mm-hmm. and not, a weird way of putting it, but not having Keon available mm-hmm. for a couple of games, uh, not more than a couple, 30 games, being a real possibility and, and being something that he'd be comfortable with. Right. To your point about Keon not losing that job, to me, the more Keon's played, the better he's gotten. Mm-hmm. And this is something we've looked like even California Classics and Summer Leagues and preseasons and stuff like that. We've watched Keon Ellis like, what does he have? Like, I, I, I get it. I get why, I, I get why they love him. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen it on the, like, fully executed on the floor yet. Right. Well, now we're seeing it. Right. And for me, Trip to Stockton doesn't do it more minutes behind De'Aaron Fox does it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any reason to not feel like Keon can do it. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know how converting contract. I, that's a Jill Ash question. That's not yeah. a, that's not a D-Lo and Casey yeah, question. I, I, I think, yeah, they'd have to figure that out. When I say, also when I say that Davion's going to get an opportunity, I understand Jesse's concern about just seeing him with his team and like, where's it going to come from? Just talking more so sports. Like this it happens. It happens. Somehow, some way, it always happens. Where you're going to get a, an opportunity. Sometimes it's just one chance. You get that one chance to make that type of impression on your coach and on the game. And you can either be ready and use that one opportunity as something that you're gonna do, you know, moving forward where you're back into the rotation, or you're not gonna be ready. And that one opportunity was all you're going to get, and it's gone now. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get some type of opportunity, whether it's Keon staying on the two-way and then, you know, he's he's just the guy now because mm-hmm. Keon's time is up. Or it's going to be, you know, hopefully not, hopefully not, but due to injury or foul trouble or something like that, he's going to be called on. He's got to be ready mentally. Got to be ready. How tall is Davion? They say 6'1". James mm. believes he's five eleven. I don't think he's five eleven. I don't think he's six one. He he might be six feet. I've I've we've stood. I'm gonna say six one. We've I'll stood. Say six, I'll say six. We've one. stood right next to Davion before. He's not five eleven. No, but I know what he's not. He's not six six. He's definitely not six six. And and Keon, if he's not six six, he's six five. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a guy who's quick and athletic and who is bought in. Man, I just yeah. I don't have any reason to believe Keon won't play better the more that he plays. There's uh Steven Brown's in the chat. He said Davion is definitely five eleven. He would know. Yeah, you know, he looked up to Davion. He's like, Yeah, oh, this guy's kinda tall, five eleven. And you know, I'm about five five, one twenty two. Then leave you know, Stephen Brown alone. <laughs> leave Stephen Brown alone. He's not he was five looking up 11. to Davion. He's not five eleven. <laughs> Uh, Jill Adge, right on cue. Let's see what she says here. They get 50 games with the club and convert him at any time, but they would have to have an open roster spot. 
Uh, they can also wait until the trade deadline and then convert him from there. So you'd have you'd have more than enough time if you wanted to play mm-hmm. Keon. You probably would know headed into February if that's like your plan. You mm-hmm. could play Keon from now until the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, do whatever you do there, and and whether it's waive players or or make some sort of trade, you could convert Keon at that point. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jill. They've got time. I think this was something that check out the Live in the Beam podcast, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Shout out G-Wiz to Wiz and and, and uh, TJ. Absolutely. Um, there was something. I think it was the Warriors had this situation last year where they had, I forgot that guy's name, but they kept playing him. They were on two ways, and uh, what was what was the guy's name? Not Ty Jerome. It was another. I think his last name was Anthony or whatever. But they kept playing last him. year. Yeah, they kept playing this guy, and he was on a two-way, and it was always like, why aren't you just playing Kaminga and letting him get the reps? Oh, okay, yeah. And It was Anthony Lamb. Anthony Lamb, yeah, Mm -hmm. Anthony Lamb. And then they eventually converted him to a Mm two-way, or excuse me, to a Mm full-time, and he was on the roster. So, I mean, we've seen those situations where, for better or for worse, whether people agree with it or not, you can play your way into this guaranteed contract, so the yeah. guaranteed roster spots. And that may be what's in front of Keon right now. Yeah, Joe reminds us that Miami did that with Caleb Martin. Yeah, that's Played right. all 50 games that's before right. uh, converting him. Monty waited on uh, Metu as well. Um, it's a pretty common practice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to TC here, 916-909-1320. TC, what's good, baby? Hey, what's up with my two brothers? We good, man. What's up with you? Just vibing, just vibing. Hey, look. Hey, I try to tell y'all about that seven-game win streak. Well, there well, are you three. Said it. Yeah, you said it. There are three. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I believe so. It happened after we beat the Cavaliers last year, right? Um. Yeah. Cleveland might have been Cleveland a part of that. Cleveland was first, yeah, because they lost Monday on a Monday to the Warriors, came back home and went on a Wednesday against Cleveland. So, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, so you know, and um, hey, I like what Keon bringing to the table. You know what? I I like Davion, D'Lo, and Casey, but at the same time, Keon got a little more spunk, and he's doing the same thing that Davion doing, defending. But I like his offense, and I like how he attacking over screens. Like he fit more well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I I know Davion means well, bro, but Keon really is a truth, though. You get what I'm saying? The boys are back in town. They hitting shots. Keegan and Kevin, hey, we back on track, bro. Look, and the defense that we playing, Kenny, D-Lo, get ready, bro. Hey, yeah, y'all thought last season was fun. It's, hey, it's just getting started now. Hey, I feel I like Love that it, energy, TC. I like that, baby. Come on, man. Let's go. You know who the second win on that win streak was against? You no, know don't everything. Tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, you'll get it. I know you will. Who was that Friday? You got to know there's a reason the I'm asking. Yeah. At it's, LA, it's the Lakers. The Aaron goes crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then the they Lakers. beat the Warriors on a Sunday. They did. Yeah. That's right. You want to reel off the rest of the schedule? Brooklyn on Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Maybe they they Brooklyn to go to 500. Then there's somebody in between. Then they beat Detroit on a Sunday, didn't they? They did. And now I'm kind of lost. Memphis was on a Monday or a Tuesday. Memphis was the last one. The only one you missed in between the Nets and the Pistons was the team that they play Friday. The Spurs. Oh, Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spurs. Spurs. In-season tournament game, right? In In San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight is in-season tournament action. 
Yeah, but the Kings don't play. No, tonight. no, I'm no, just, I was saying, just talking just about the, Kings. Around yeah, the NBA. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We'll talk more uh, about the NBA as well. Oh, oh, speaking of holding L's, oh, I'm gonna need y'all to hold some L's. I'm gonna need y'all to hold some L's. That's why I told you we was atoning today. Not you, not yeah, you. Who's y'all? Well, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, maybe me. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, where's all the Kings should sign Kyle Kuzma people at? <laughs> hey, hold on. Don't hide behind. Hey, where's all the Kings should go after Kyle Kuzma people? There's audio out there. I've got audio. I, I covered my bases. There's audio out there saying if he wanted to be the top option, I'd rather have HB. If he wasn't mm. coming in to fit in, then we don't want Kyle Kuzma. Hey. There's audio out there. Hey. So I'm good. I'm good. Kenny, you defend yourself. I'm not I, guilty. No, this, I, I like this Kyle man, Kuzma not at that price. This man is lost. This man out there ain't even taking the league seriously right now. Out there sending fire emojis <laughs> for King Sweet. Sorry, sir. It is too late. Hey. Is it too late? It's yeah. too late. Nah. It's pretty bad. Nah. No, you can't. Bro, that dude, how much money that dude make now? Remember we talked about how fake it was, though? His money was fake? It was. He the one, his money too. was fake, but it was legit. 90, no, it was, right? it, was, it was legit money, but. The way it was reported, remember, it was like up yeah, to 120. Yeah, yeah. But it's like 90. It's, it's like more than HB, but it's not as much as once reported. It's a lot more than HB, though. It's like 40 million more. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Woo! That boy it. out here calling for replays. He needs to be saved. That is a that is a ridiculous situation. This is what he wanted. Hey. Y'all. L's. Hey. L's. So, look. I, all right. Look. <laughs> I'm going to just ask the question. You sound like TC. <laughs> D-Lo. Jesse. I'm saying, man. Um, watching the call right now. was like, we, we can make a trade Kuzma oh. for HB. Oh. That doesn't work though. Like what? 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 What else? Davion? Yeah, Kuz, or so HB and Davion for okay, Kuzma. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't say. That. Let me ask That's you. The deal would have to be. That's what the deal would have to be. Yeah, it has to be someone else. Well, Jesse, now. Yeah, don't just, try to I'm cut not corners. Naming names. I'm just. We can work out the oh, money later. Oh, you a coward now? I know. No, no, no. Shameful. Shameful. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Monty's phone rings. Uh-huh. He's got two of them because that's how, you know, ball yeah. is rolled. They got and two he's phones. Got a, blue, a light blue vest now, too. Oh, a royal right. blue one. Well, you see that? I didn't. Yeah, one that, <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Oh, no. So we were at the game, so you didn't see it. He's got, he had the vest to match the city edition. Okay, because I was thinking, why did he wear that last night? That would have looked dope on Friday. That makes sense. I didn't <laughs> yeah. see him Friday. Um, he had the royal blue bubble vest. Let me, let, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Will Z. Will Z, the only honest person in the chat, apparently. He says, I'll take the L. Washington calls yeah. on one phone. Yeah. Chicago calls on the other. Who's Chicago offering up, though? You already know who Chicago's right. offering up. We talked about it. We was going to talk about it more tomorrow. I'm just going to throw this out here for one minute. We'll dive into it tomorrow. We ain't got time today. Zach Levine or Kyle, Kyle Kuzma running around calling for replays. Kyle Kuzma on the most unserious team in the history of the National Basketball Association. Him and Jordan Poole out here living their best life. I think I'm taking Zach Levine, by the way, Gosh. between these two. Oh, my God. I think Zach Levine would now be. You, now you're now you playing with me, man, because now you're talking Zach Levine. That's my boy. You know that's my boy. I think Zach would buy in more. So how are we doing this? See, okay. See, but that, no, 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 because no, 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 I got to no. know. How are we doing this? You talking about the are deal? We going, no. Are we going three guard, 
lineup with Fox, Herder. Oh, so what? We, what are we doing? Are we, we saving it for tomorrow? Because the Joe's Kevin already Herter been drawn up, too. Is that what we're doing? We will, mentioned Kevin Herder? Will either of you take the L on your Zach Levine takes or not? Kyle what? Kuzma takes, you mean? I mean, your Kyle Kuzma takes. I, like I said, I saved myself, so I'll take half an L if we're taking Ls, but... You take a lowercase L. Yeah, I take a lowercase L because there was context to it. I don't know if I need to take L. <laughs> we'll what do I need back. to take L for? We'll come back. Trista Crick <laughs> joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Steelo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Hold up. Is this true? What, what are we talking about? Is Andre dropping the album Friday? That's what I saw. I heard. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We got to find out. Hold on. Well, he's dropping out, but did you hear? I mean, I don't know if it's, it's I don't know nothing because they said he's Three dropping stacks. an album and it's going to be no raps. Yeah, Chad's saying. Loop. Yeah. It is, it is finally here, the Three Stacks debut solo album. But is it what we expected to see? He's just playing the flute the whole time. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, playing the nah. flute? Man. Okay. You know, I, I, look, I'm going to be riding around bumping it at, right. at loud levels because that's my guy. Support anything he does. But I'm not overly excited because I'm trying to hear bars. Ba- Bailey's Bailey's about to get his. Oh. Bailey's getting muted. You see what that dude posted on his IG page? That dude's getting muted. No. Uh, what was said, it now? What, what, go look. See, I don't know because it might be something I don't want to see. It's Nelson's eye. See, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why I he, had to he, ask. He, he getting muted. No, yeah, come on, man. Who'd you say was on the line? Is Buddha? Yeah, Buddha's here. Buddha, 916-909-1320. What's up, brother? What's up, family? What's yeah, up, yeah, big yeah, dog? You, bro? What's up, man? What's up, man? It's been a minute, man. How you been? Right, man. I've been amazing, man. I went in a little depression because we were starting Harrison Bars instead of Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> good, though. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, last night got me hyped. I, let me let me say a quick positive off of like what okay. Keegan Murray did. Like, oh, defense looking crazy. I'm gonna mm. give a shout out to Fox off of that because they said they was going one on one. You yeah. going one on one with Fox every day? You gotta be a dog to be honest. Because mm. De'Aaron Fox, forget forget All Star. Let's let's do MVP, man. Mm. He that. Oh, he that, there you man. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the way you talking about it. I like the way you talking. High level, man. Yeah, talk about it. Let's let's get into Kuz now. I really feel like Kuz is worth an extra six million a year than Harrison Barnes. Mm. Kuz is the aggressive scorer. He can rebound mm. better than Harrison Barnes. Assist better than Harrison Barnes. They got to you know for real, for real. Harrison Barnes averaged forty. I mean, not average, but forty-eight percent field goal percentage, and uh, Kyle Kuzma at forty-eight. So. I mean, what you saying, baby? You got to talk to me. Like, why Why wouldn't he worth more than this extra $6 million? You feel me? It's, I don't, is, it, is it six million? Well, I guess it might be that per year. Yeah. I just don't know that that dude – is it really – is it, is, is it how I feel about Washington football? Get them out of there, and they'll yeah, be just fine. I, that's how I feel about Kuz. I, I'll put it – I'll tell you like this. If that became a real Here's, situation – you better do it in a heartbeat. Here's my issue. That dude stayed in Washington because he wants to play like this. May, well, yes. Listen, we'll or go back to we'll go back maybe to Maybe he knew I could get I could get out anytime I want to. Let's go back to the original the question. Money. Can he play behind De'Aaron, Domas, and Keegan? 
Yeah, can he be the fourth guy here? I absolutely think he would. I don't think so. He he, he told us who he is. He could have came here. He could have did all that, but he wanted to go well, run a show. Well, we, we assume. We don't assume. We don't know that. Yeah, we right. assume. We assume. He, I, I think he wanted to go run a show. I don't think he would just fall in line here. Here's the, here's the thing he about this. He wanted to have fun we, with his boy Jordan. Here's the thing that we don't know about Kuz, and we see this all the time. We saw it with Bradley Bill. Just sign the contract and get the money. You can get out later. Dame Lillard. So get all mm-hmm. that money. You yeah. can get out later. Yeah. Sign the contract Carmelo first. Carmelo did it. Yep. Carmelo, and that that could have been what he was doing. I don't know. But that could have been what he was doing. But if he had a, been. a change of heart and he's like, man, this ain't it. This is terrible. I, I did not think it was going to be this way. I went out. I want to play winning basketball. And they called it the Kings. Bruh. Yeah. Do <laughs> <You> that. <laughs> do that. <laughs> There's nothing about him that screams He's trying to play winning basketball. Yeah, I'm out on anything from the Wizards, to be honest, right now. I mean, well, so what you think he's going to do? Well, that's his team, and he's not even, like, leading or anything. He's, like, adding to this dysfunction on the Wizards. He's <laughs> he adding to it. He's not even helping. <laughs> they have out the ball. <laughs> Let's get Leezy in here. 916-909-1320. Leezus, what up, baby? Yo, what's popping, D-Long Casey? Uh, how's it going, guys? We good, good man. man. What's we up, good. HAL? What's up? Hey, I just wanted to call in and talk about uh the, the Kings roster. Hey, uh Casey, you've been kind of speaking on it uh throughout the season. Uh, the Kings' offense hasn't been looking the same. And last year, they got a lot of their dubs off, you know, running up the score and all that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't care who the Kings get. I don't care if it's Levine. I think he'd be great in this system. He's a good slasher. I think he'd be electric with Sabonis and uh, Fox. If you get Kuzma, you get some size, you get some rebounding, some defense. I think he's good. And DeRozan, he's coming to my heat, so that's not happening. But <laughs> like either Dame way, did. well, hey, hey, and guess what? <laughs> guess what? The Miami Heat and the Bucks have the same record. We're on a five-game winning streak, by the way. We're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals again. Okay, but dude. I just want to talk about okay. Keith. Okay, bye, Lazy. <laughs> Yeah, the the uh the soundboard hang up the boom. <laughs> That's not even a hockey either. That's like the perfect sound they pick for that. <laughs> okay, Lisa. Oh man. Settle down, guy. That is that's funny. Settle down. I mean Trista so, Crick's gonna join us in a minute. So so here's one of the things that we gotta get into a little bit here. This this happened organically. We didn't plan for this to happen. So are the Kings not in need, but like they want to elevate? Does a move need to happen? Need? Nah. Like I don't think a move move needs to happen. Need, need, see, I want to find the right word. Mm. Need maybe not. A lot but of, like should should Monty be monitoring? Absolutely. And be ready to make absolutely. the move. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. This team can be better, mm-hmm. and. Fortunately, Harrison is going to remain the position that can be upgraded. Well, the thing is, too, is like, and I don't mean to come off as harsh or anything, but whether Harrison had a bad game or whether it's like a, like a good game always obviously helps, but I'm not sure how much of an impact it's really having on win. Like, he scored four points yesterday. Did it really matter? Like, no. did it hurt them really? Like, did it get them to win, though? It, it sounded like, and they probably weren't as harsh as I was with it, uh, but they sounded like they applied my strategy, like Harrison. Not doing nothing. You got about five minutes. 
in the beginning of this half. So that's and a, if you don't show up, then we'll just move on. And that's what they did. Like that spot's not hurting the Kings, but that's a spot you can easily elevate though and make yourselves better. That's that's the you know that's the that's the important part is like when you look at let, let hypothetically we talk about making moves, right? Let's let's look at this again. You got. 28, 20, 23, 25. Let's, let's take Harrison out of the equation. Who you want? You, you, you want Kuzma? Mm. All right. Again, 28, 20, 23, 25. What's that leave for Kuzma? And let's not forget what Malik's doing off the bench. Malik's like 15 a game right now. Mm-hmm. You're, probably, you're probably taking uh, Duarte's minutes. You don't necessarily need to use those. So you can take Duarte's minutes. Some of them, at least. Maybe not the whole thing. I put him in like 40. I don't know if we want 40 minutes of Kyle Kuzma. But he gets Harrison's minutes. And what did Duarte play last night? I think it was like four, nine minutes. He played nine minutes. Yeah, you could take about five of those minutes. You find a way. I'm not talking about minutes, though. You you, you talking about Kuz? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about minutes. Mm. I'm talking about impact. He cool. Look, and this he cool being fifth. I don't know. I I don't know. That's a and conversation the, that would need to be had. I, I just by and is there his an, decisions over the summer? It doesn't feel like he'd he'd be cool with being fifth. But, but that's the thing too. Is there an acquisition that immediately catapults you to third? Because you ain't gonna be first. You ain't gonna be second. Is there something that catapults you to third? What you mean, like? Like is it a player? Is there a player that you go like, okay, this Sacramento Kings team is is De'Aaron, Domas, and who? I mean, because I, I don't think know. that's Levine, and I don't think it's Kuzma. Mm, Levine is close. Levine is close. Levine is close. Levine Levine might he might be that. I think he would but, take that spot too. But you yeah. okay? But you also have like Harrison plays eighty two games a year. He does. Zach Levine doesn't. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 